Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio is where you find me. Twitter, at Tony Katz. And, of course, you'll be able to get this podcast at TonyKatz.com very soon, as well as WIBC.com. We've been talking so much about hate speech and hate crimes, really hate crimes. This has now turned into a hate speech conversation, and this is exactly why I don't accept terms like hate speech. There can be speech you hate. There is no such thing as hate speech. Twitter. All right, Twitter may prove hate speech real. Everybody's so angry. They're all so angry all the time. We happen to have exclusive audio of the collective mind on Twitter right now. Just so angry all the time. And there's there's just, I mean, everyone just needs to calm down and relax on social media. You're terrible. You're all terrible. So just chill out. But Twitter is partnering partnering with two groups of academic researchers because they want to measure the health of conversations that are happening on the platform. Now, don't 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 laugh. Let's at least get into the fundamentals here. Twitter has an issue. The angrier and more bitter it gets, the less users it has. It still hasn't figured out how to properly monetize, but neither here nor there. It is a service that is ubiquitous. It has users, and it does move conversations. The president alone has proven this. Hello. Oh, Mr. President, how you doing? Uh, how, how's everything going? You, you, you doing all right? You, you feeling good? You, you get yourself a, a good bit of uh, fast food today? Hi, Tony. Hey, sir. How are you? How's everything going? Uh, putting out on Twitter, the fake news is going crazy. They are totally unhinged and in many ways after witnessing firsthand the damage they do to so many innocent and decent people. I enjoy watching. In seven years when I'm no longer in office, their ratings will dry up and they will be gone. He's, he is the gift that keeps on giving. He also tweeted out, I'm looking into 3D plastic guns being sold to the public. Already spoke to NRA. Doesn't seem to make much sense. Interesting that he's weighing in on this. I'll get into the plastic guns conversation because it's it, it has to do uh, with a company called Defense Distributed that was basically uh, selling or offering up, I should say, blueprints on how to uh, print uh, with a 3D printer a firearm. Yes, you can do that, a actual working firearm with a 3D printer. And it's a conversation of, well, where are we on this? Uh, the, the Second Amendment advocate is going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you, why can't you build a gun? It's nothing more than that. You have the right to build your own firearm. It's different if you went to go sell the firearm, but you have the right to build your own firearm, don't you? I mean, don't you? Then there's the conversation of we're going to let people who aren't citizens but are in the country, whether it be on a visa or what have you, be able to print firearms. You see, if you say to me, the citizens should be able to do whatever they want, I really don't disagree with that. I believe in the rights of the citizens, especially with the Second Amendment. What about the non-citizen? We'll get into this a little bit later. We'll, 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 you know, I got into it now, but we'll get into it a little bit later. The point was, was that, you know, President Trump himself, 
uh, uh, makes uh, makes Twitter happen right now. I mean, he's he's the reason for it, and he's uh, the excuse used when a lot of people get very very hateful. So you now have Twitter looking to uh, these these professors, right? So there's a team, uh, uh, Leiden University, um, Syracuse University, University of Technology, uh, other places around uh, the globe. And what some of these people have found is that echo chambers cause hostility, promote resentment toward those not having the same conversation. We know this to be true. Um, sometimes referred to as a self-affirming selective and sometimes referred to as confirmation bias. People don't search out information. What they search out is opinion that backs up what it is they already believe. So that's confirmation bias. You believe something, you then search for things that make what you believe uh, more viable and, and as opposed to looking up the facts of a situation to see whether or not your, your, the, your thesis has uh, validity. So it's a problem. I don't disagree with that. However, anytime we talk about hate speech, we end up going down a sick and twisted rabbit hole. Because I would say to you that you cannot define what hate speech is. Now, we can start from a basic, right? We could start from a basic uh, a, a standard. You and me, we, we could disagree about a, a million different things, but we could start from a basic standard. Hey, Tony, I'm going to kill you. Well, we could say, all right, that, that's a threat on a human life. We don't allow that on our social media platform, regardless if it's Twitter or anything else. It's a threat on a human life. Tony, I'm going to do such and such to your family. That's a threat. We don't have that. Tony, I'm going to burn down your house. Wow, Tony is getting like a lot of anger these days. Uh, okay, an absolute threat. So we can argue that the threat, while some could consider it hate speech, is in and of itself its own category. And we can put that to the side. We could agree in a rational society that we don't allow the threat. Now, that could lead to problems in and of itself where someone says, uh, Tony, uh, uh, just so you know, the Patriots will always be better than the Colts. The Colts suck. You suck. Right? I, I live in Indianapolis, and uh, you can't get me to like the Patriots for nothing. I don't, I don't like cheaters. It's just the way it is. And I write back, I'm going to kick your butt. Did I threaten him? Based on algorithm, yes, I did. I'm, I am going to beat you till you cry. Right? Something friends would say to, the, to each other, something you'd say uh, with a bunch of guys or, or friends if you were sitting around and having a beer, you just said it on Twitter. But you know it's not serious. They know it's not serious. The algorithm may not know this. And all of a sudden you're guilty of hate speech. That is a, a simple example of uh, the wider problem. When we get into the conversation of regulating speech, we get into the subtext and we get into the yeah buts. You see, I think we can agree on the basics of the threat, and even with the threat, we can have offshoots that will require problems require answers, create problems, I should say. With hate speech, it's in a whole different category. Because I started by saying I don't believe it can be defined. It can't be defined. 
if Louis Farrakhan, and I bring him up because I'm going to get uh, into a whole conversation about him in a little bit. Louis Farrakhan says uh, Jews are the great Satan. I believe that that's hateful, mainly because it is. Farrakhan supporters want to hear what he has to say. So what do you do? Uh, here, here's another one. Trump is the greatest president of our time. Well, the Trump supporter, they're down with that. The uh, anti-Trump, uh, the never-Trumper, they literally had to go see a therapist because you wrote that. They're so triggered. Right? That's, so, so how do you define these things and describe these things? How do you, how do you play this out? If I quote a, a, a lyric from a rapper that has the N-word in it, am I now guilty of hate speech, even though I was quoting a music lyric that is protected? We are going down a dangerous road, which is why I always come back to the following. There is no such thing as hate speech. There is speech that you may hate. There are people you may abhor. But there is no such thing as hate speech. Because I'm telling you, you can't define it. So this idea of of healthy dialogue on Twitter, it's not that I oppose healthy dialogue. How do they get there? How do they get there? Who are these academics and... Why are we having faith in them as opposed to Americans and humans not to be so insulted by everything they read? More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. These days my waves get lost in the ocean. Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions. up a flare, need love and devotion. Tony Katz. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Maybe I should try to find the old me. Instagram Growing by leaps and bounds I We were talking about hate speech That's Louis Farrakhan from beginning to end If you believe in these things like hate speech I mean if you were going to define it for somebody I think he could fit into that category Me I don't believe in hate speech I think there are hateful people I think there are hateful things I think people are uh, Americans are entitled to free speech I really think all citizens, all human beings are entitled to free speech. They, they are uh, nature and nature's law. They have the right to, to free speech. I don't say anything but. And that includes bigots like Louis Farrakhan. And so we are clear, Louis Farrakhan is a bigot. Louis Farrakhan is an anti-Semite. Louis Farrakhan is a hateful, hateful man. I wonder... Will you recognize Satan? I wonder, will you see the satanic Jew and the synagogue of Satan, which has many races in it? Because Satan has deceived the whole world. Well, that makes me feel good. That makes me feel good. Uh, This makes me feel even better. Not. Here the Jews don't like Farrakhan, so they call me Hitler. Well, that's a good name. Hitler was a very great man. That's Louis Farrakhan. Hates Jews, hates gay people, 
This cannot be denied. He is a bigot. Now, it hasn't stopped people from, like Keith Ellison, congressman from Minnesota, uh, from working with him. Hasn't stopped uh, Indianapolis Congressman Andre Carson from working with him. As a matter of fact, Andre Carson won't even denounce him. Says he'll continue uh, to work with him. That's what he says. He said he said so. Won't won't denounce him. Won't denounce the things he said. He says he works with Louis Farrakhan on things like discrimination issues. Holy cow. That is surreal. Indianapolis, man, uh, they got to get themselves a new congressman. They got to get themselves a new congressman. They got to do it immediately, if, if not sooner. So when I saw that Netflix is now going to offer a documentary about Louis Farrakhan, that was called, it's called The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, My Life's Journey Through Music. It's produced by his son. I said, first, holy crap, this is some propaganda. And then I said, holy crap, where is my Netflix show? There is no such thing as hate speech. I was just talking about that earlier. It applies right here. You see, it's easy to say right until the moment where it punches you in the nose. Then where are you? How do you stand? Where? How do you exist? Can you hold to your beliefs and your philosophies? I try my best to. There is no such thing as hate speech. Louis Farrakhan is a hateful man. Louis Farrakhan is a bigot. His supporters should be pushed to the fringes of society. Unfortunately, they've been mainstreamed because they're the founders of the Women's March. Linda Sarsour uh, and, and, and the crew there. They are total believers in Louis Farrakhan. They think he's wonderful. They defend him. They think the, that, uh, that he's terrific. Tamika Mallory and... Carmen Perez, oh, yeah. They just absolutely love him to death. They think he's terrific. A god on earth. If, if you ask them, I don't know why anybody would be part of the Women's March. And this stuff has happened all around the country. Linda Sarsour, who thinks we should have a Sharia law. Tamika Mallory who thinks that uh, Louis Farrakhan is a god on earth? My words. And there are Jewish women out there who, who partake in the Women's March? You might want to check yourself. But it's Netflix that's offering up this uh, documentary. And I know that when Netflix engages in certain activities, people, they get infuriated and they, and they, and they scream and they yell. And they say this, uh, this, this is a ridiculous platform. Delegitimatize, and we can't have any part of it. I'm, we're going to boycott. Uh, okay, boycott. They gave uh, the Obamas a deal, what eighty, ninety million dollar production deal, whatever, whatever that is. Uh, they gave Michelle Wolf a show, the one who went after Sarah Huckabee Sanders at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Right? They, 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 they're never so happy as when they're giving these people programs. Now it's Louis Farrakhan with a documentary, and that's just flat-out propaganda. It's flat-out propaganda. Now here's the point I would like to make. I want a show. I want a show on 
Netflix. I only want them to have all sorts, all sorts of, of content that people can have. Because if I had a show on Netflix, you know what people would claim? They would claim hate speech. They would claim that I am a hateful person. Uh, they would not accept the fact that it would just be uh, about diversity. They'd be sick to their stomach. What in the hell's diversity? <clears throat> well, I, I could be wrong, but I believe uh, diversity is an old, old wooden ship that was used during the Civil War era. They wouldn't look at it as diversity. They would be angry. They would be infuriated. There would be protests aplenty. Or maybe no one pay attention. I'd just have a show on Netflix. Maybe it wouldn't be as popular as Michelle Wolf's show. Maybe it wouldn't be as popular as uh, as Louis Farrakhan's documentary. Hopefully it'd be more popular than both of them, both of them put together. But you can't deny that it's a platform. Disney is about to get into this game and have a serious, serious platform. Comcast, of course, is going into this game, is going to have a serious, serious platform. They're, they're all going to have these incredible content libraries. Disney owns so many libraries. Comcast has an acceptable library. They're going to have to build content. And yes, no doubt, uh, Netflix has going to continue this lead in building content. Oh, what about Amazon? Amazon Prime building its own content out because that's what they have to do. I want to have shows on these platforms. Boycotting doesn't help me. It doesn't help me. What, what I won't do, however, is watch the documentary. I won't hit play. I'm not going to hit play. I've never turned on the uh, Michelle Wolf show. What would be the point? Why would I give her my most valuable possession, which is my eyeballs? At least to her. My eyeballs mean dollars to her. My eyeballs mean more opportunities for her. I'm not giving her my eyeballs. She can't have them. Not giving them to Louis Farrakhan, that bigot. If you like Louis Farrakhan, I argue there's something fundamentally wrong with you because you like a bigot, you like an anti-Semite, you like a gay basher. This is what you like. This is what your I don't know. This is what your fetish is, whatever it is. But Netflix, I I I can appreciate the idea that people have had enough with them. They've had enough. Of them, especially when they talk about how important it is uh, to have more faith-based and family programming and that they just announced that they would focus more on it. Exactly what is so faith-based and family about Louis Farrakhan? And a lot of people have come out on, on Twitter to be opposed to, uh, to what it is that Netflix is doing. And I think that's absolutely okay. But I'm not in the boycott business of this. I want us to have more shows. That's all I'm looking to do. All I want to do is for us to have more shows. I also want to get to this. This is um, a response to the people yelling and screaming about Bernie Sanders and that piece about Medicare for All. I talked about it earlier. And I really got into the conversation of the people who want Medicare for All and they take a look at this study that was done by the Mercatus Center and found that Bernie Sanders' plan of single-payer health care is $32.6 trillion over 10 years. And people are saying, oh, well, actually, it's not a bad deal. It kind of be a cost savings compared to what we're paying on health care now. And what I said was, even if I were to believe your number, which has many, many holes in it, specifically how doctors get paid 
and whether or not they'll accept the lower payments. Um, what is the real cost? Because the real cost of socialized medicine is government controlling your life. Is government controlling your health? Is government picking winners and losers who lives and who dies? And all you need to know is little Charlie Gard and the story of Charlie Gard there with the National uh, Institutes of Health uh, there in, in the UK. And that they decided he could not be saved uh, from this, uh, from this uh, infection that he had, from this sickness that he had. And the parents wanted to take him to the U.S. for help, and they refused to let him leave. They just wanted him to die. That's what happened. It's not a deniable subject. And that's the reason you don't want single-payer health care. That's the reason you don't want socialized medicine. So if you want to make an argument that, you know, the Koch-funded, the Koch brothers, the Koch-funded uh, study from Mercatus says that we'll save $2 trillion, well, you can say that. If I'm going to believe that $2 trillion number, which I don't, you know, okay. But you haven't talked about what else you're giving up, and the money's not worth your life. The money is not worth your 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 life. Um, it's important, and the piece that I'm referring to is Town Hall Guy Benson, who did a pretty good job of of, of breakdown uh, here, um, talking about the fact uh, there is uh, may not be a uh, two billion dollar reduction, and that the study itself lines up with other studies about the costs of this. I find that interesting because Bernie Sanders said that the Mercatus study, the Mercatus Center study, is a lie and cannot be believed. So why would I believe the $2 trillion number anyway? If even Bernie Sanders says you can't trust the number. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. He's 78. Man, he looks good for 78. Canadian blood does not age. Tim Hortons will fill in the creases. And so he's he's considering uh, retirement. He says it's less than 50-50 that I'll, I'll, he'll, he'll come back. Or is that more than 50 it's, uh, it's more than 50% chance that he's not coming back. So that's like one of the prime gigs. gigs. Man, I would give up everything to host a game show. That's the easiest money out there. Man, and you don't say anything that'll make anybody angry. Everyone's just so happy with you all the time. What's the most uh, controversial thing Bob Barker ever said? Have your spayed or neutered? I mean, that's it. That's it, you know. Uh, and I would say, you know, help control the pet population. Have your have have your pet Bob Barkered. That's all I would say. That's all I would say. Have your pet Barkered. That would be it. So I, I was saying, I need to I need to host my own game show. I've actually considered. This is a true story. I've considered what game show could I do locally, and then kind of expand out. Oh, like a like a dream match game would be much more my game. And Alec Baldwin is ruining it for everybody. I just want a super long microphone. Uh, let me go to uh, Asagai. Hey, welcome to the show, man. What's going on, Asagai? Hey, old buddy. Um, I uh, came by time and uh, made a, a bowl of beans for you. And I have a perfect um, game show idea for you. Now, I don't know how this should work because I don't want to give the idea over um, the phone. But Well, if you got uh, the idea, well, first of all, I do remember he actually came to the studio once and made me beans. I, we have awesome yeah. fans. Uh, secondly, and they were very good. Uh, you, you got you got to give me some idea of what you're talking about here. Give me give me okay. give me the basics. You don't have to give well, me the specific. Don't give me the be, special sauce. It would be three families um, with toddlers, and the idea is to get the toddlers to say words that one family would know what they're saying, but the other two wouldn't. And you gain points by guessing what the other kid is saying. 
You work right. it down from three families to one, and then there's a special round at the end where you have to figure out what your own child is saying. All right. First of all, adorable idea. Adorable, adorable idea. Uh, I don't work with children. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. No, no, no. Children nor animals. Like, for example, you said to me, hey, there's this game show. It's you and a lion. I'd be like, pass. That's that's not going to happen. Tony, here, here, here is the game. It's you and there is a gorilla. Done. Yeah, I'm out. I, I, I'm not going to have any part of that. Just out of it completely. No, so, uh, but cute idea. People love kids. Um, now, pets is a whole different thing. People so crazy about their pets. They are so crazy about their pets. And I am so close to getting a dog. Like we're 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 investigating, we're looking cuz I I I want a dog for the security. But I don't want a security dog cuz I don't think I've got the the space for it. So now I just need a dog that's willing to bark and maybe give me uh um a, a couple extra seconds to be able to 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 grab my firearm, right? In case somebody's breaking in. So the dog has to be hypoallergenic. For my family. It just has to be. I would love to get a rescue dog, but every you tell me, you tell every single rescue dog I see is some part of Pitbull mix. Now I happen to think that the people who are pro Pitbull are right. That Pitbulls get an absolutely bad rap. Uh, and that if not raised in a way where they're beaten, abused, uh, all these, all these other things, um, well then, uh, I think you can. They can be a a fine pet. I I really and truly do. I just don't like pit bulls. I don't like the look. I don't. I, and there's no part of it that that I like. And that is so dominant in the uh, come adopt from the local shelter from the city. This way, so I don't know what to get. And when you take a look at the hyper, some people are going to be emailing me. To, you know, uh, Tony at TonyCats.com. Uh, they're on Facebook, uh, Tony Katz Radio. Every, everyone has always got an idea for me what dog to get. Um, the problem is uh, I, I, I want something that's maybe a touch bigger than a lap dog. Like, if I could, I grew up with German Shepherds in the house. I love German Shepherds. Oh, I just don't think I have the house for it. I don't think it's right. Um, I think I need something uh, uh, smaller. Like, I, uh, I love Huskies. I love the look. But, I again... Need hypoallergenic. None of that is going to work out, and then you're 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 left with with the labradoodle, and 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 the problem is that uh, it, it's a labradoodle, but they are gorgeous. They are gorgeous. I have some friends who who just who just got one puppy labradoodle, um, just beautiful, and the the, the the dog was calm and cool and and easy. I'm like this this could work, but then. I'm the guy who owns a Labradoodle. You see my problem. My my problem is is that I I think that that's a manhood breaker right there. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Now, growing up, we had two dogs. Well, there was one in the middle that I don't really remember because it was a little crazy and we had to give it away. First dog was a German Shepherd, and then there was a dog in the middle. I I don't remember, but it was. It was it was it was crazy. We had to, we had to give it away, and then there was a Bichon, little white furball Bichon. Freezer. Love that dog, Casey. It was Casey, my Bichon. Oh, 
Oh, Casey was good. Casey was good. Okay, so I need something in between. I don't think I want something as small as a Bichon. I can't have something as big as a as a German Shepherd. It needs to be hypoallergenic. So if you've got something for me, Tony at WIBC.com. Uh, now, first of all, Butler Boy there, uh, Ari Castle, producer, goes right to the bu- Bulldog because the Butler Bulldog. Love it. Love the idea of an English Bulldog. I don't know if they're hypoallergenic or not. I love the idea. But they're... Can, can, is like they're all meat. They're all they're all meat, and they got the big front haunches, and you know, slap you in the face, and you know, make fun of your mother. I do, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I have not settled on one, but we saw this Labrador. The whole family was like, "Okay, that'll work," and I'm like, "Yeah, it would," except except Labradoodle. That that's my fundamental issue. Tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, if you would, and uh, uh, Tony uh, at well, Facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio or Twitter at Tony Katz. Uh, uh, e- either one will work out just uh, fine. And then there's this Bob Woodward. He's got a book on Trump, Woodward and Bernstein. You know, we're talking about Watergate. The book is called Fear Trump in the White House. What in the world? What kind of that's the name of the book? Fear, colon, Trump in the White House. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. (sighs) An in-depth look at how Trump makes decision on major foreign and domestic policies. I, I honestly, this is one where it might sell. It's uh, interviews and everything else. Maybe this one will be interesting. Simon and Schuster, 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 doing the doing the publishing. We'll see when we start seeing excerpts. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Twitter, at Tony Katz, and everything I said about a dog, forget it. Forget it. Holy... This is why I'm not allowed to read the news. This is insane. There is a guy in West Bend, Wisconsin. No, no, don't say yeah. You haven't heard the story. I don't care it's where you're from. He's a 48-year-old. Good health history. His name's Greg. He... Ended up in the emergency room last month. He's got a bad flu. He's got a bad flu. What's going on? According to his wife, it just hit him with a a vengeance. Just He looked bruised everywhere. It looked like somebody beat him up with a baseball bat. They're testing him. They don't know what this is. Turns out it's a bacteria. I'm going to try and pronounce it. Capnocytophaga. Capnocytophaga. It's found... In dog saliva. Ain't nobody got time for that. It causes severe infections in people with weakened immune systems and spreads through bites or close contact with infected dogs. So, um, uh, patients that are infected they can uh, experience blisters, let's say if they got bit, right? Um, 
uh, or, um, uh, however the, the infection gets in, swelling, fever, diarrhea, vomiting, headaches, and muscle and joint pain. The CDC says uh, symptoms appear within three to five days, but they can take two weeks to present themselves, and severe infections can be fatal within 72 hours. Oh, no, you're, you're looking at me like, oh, Tony, that doesn't happen. This guy lost his legs and his arms. It's not the risk you take. I didn't know this could happen. Producer Ari's like, oh, oh, too bad for him. He lost his legs and his arms because his dog licked him. I don't even know what to do. All of his uh, body and tissue was affected by the bacteria and the sepsis. His nose needs extensive repairs. Oh, ah, ah, the story is so gross. So uh, gross. Now, I know that there's a, a, a GoFundMe uh, that's, that's set up, right? I know that there's a, a GoFundMe for, the, for this man, and you can give. Um, Greg uh, Mantufel is, is, is his name. Dude, this is, this is like the craziest, worst, most awful horror story in the history of the world. They've raised 15000 of their $25,000 goal. Mantufel, M-A-N-T-E-U-F-E-L. Oh. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rethink getting a dog, if you don't mind. Uh, I'm so freaked out right now. I don't even know uh, what to say. Uh, then uh, there's LeBron James. You know, we, we are in a position right now in America, more importantly, where this whole this race thing is, is, is taking over. You know, and, and um, because, one, because I believe our president is kind of trying to divide us. Um, but I think... Kind of? Yeah. <laughs> is. Is. Now I don't want to say kind of. He's, he's dividing us. And, and what I noticed over the last few months, um, that he's kind of used sport to kind of divide us. And, I, and that's something that I can't relate to because I know that sport was the first time I ever was around someone white. You know, and I and I and I got an opportunity to see them and learn about them, and they got an opportunity to learn about me, and we became very good friends. And I was like, "Oh wow, this is all because of sports." And sports has never been something that divide people; it's always been something that brings someone together. So okay, he wants to bring people together. That's LeBron James. He's in the news right now, and of course, uh, going to the Lakers, and he's got a new uh, talk show coming to HBO, and he's he founded a school. In Akron, Ohio, and and good on him. His money, do what you want with it. That's the way you want to, you know, your the thoughts of that giving back idea. Great, fine, wonderful. But he doesn't think we should be divided. He thinks that we should come together, right? That's that's what we should do. One more question: What would you say to the president if he's sitting right here? Uh, I would never sit across from him. You would never. You didn't want to talk to him? No. I sit across from Barack, though. Okay, good to know. You're so brave. You just said we're being divided. We need to be brought together. And then you have an opportunity. If you had an opportunity, what would you do? No, I wouldn't talk to the man. Wouldn't talk to the man. And then this. Do you, would you ever run for office? Run for office? Would you ever run, <laughs> would you ever be a politician or run for office? I don't think so. I don't think so. I sit here and say I don't think so. I, I don't know. I'm being serious. If someone <laughs> tried to recruit a LeBron to run for president, 
They said, listen, they've got no one. If you don't run, Trump's going to win. Would you run? Well, in that case, I may. Yeah, if they have no one, yeah. I, believe, I mean, I believe there's some people out there. I hope. But if there's well, no see. one. Let's see first. Let's see first. <laughs> but you would run. Let's see first. Man. For a guy who's worried about us being divided, some pretty hateful talk. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer the thing with the school. Good good on you. Good on you. Uh, uh, putting together a school. I'm not I'm not uh, bothered by that. I I say bravo. But you want to talk about uh, people being divided? And did you listen to yourself at all? At all? Did you listen in any way, shape, or form uh, to what God said there? To to what it is to the words coming out of your mouth did you did you listen in any single way possible i i, I wish you had cuz you'd realize uh, what a poor job you did in living up to your own conversation and then there's al franken will you run for office again oh that that see if if i say anything there you'll 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 put it in the story. So I, I, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I haven't ruled it out. I haven't ruled it in. Well, he hasn't ruled it out. He hasn't ruled it in. Yeah, he's he's running for election again. Groped a woman while she was sleeping, which is, um, well, that's that's. There's assault, and then there's assault, and I'm pretty sure that fits both definitions. But the best is his, this is his wife, right? This is his wife. Um, and, but we do get to spend more time together. And I think there are times when um, both of us would like to spend less time. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? There's time both of us would like to spend less time together. And then there is the greatest fake laugh ever. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's not the creepiest thing you ever heard in your life. <laughs> That's creepy. Oh my goodness. Yeah, if 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 if, if my spouse laughed like that, I'd want to spend less time with him too. But uh, listen, is is America crazy enough? Is Minnesota crazy enough to reelect him? Absolutely, positively. See, this is one of the, the the most amazing things about the whole Me Too movement, right? It's it's wrong, it's awful, it's shameful, and and we have to we have to send a message. But if they're on our side politically, okay, all right, you you've had enough, you've had enough pain, come back. You've learned your lesson. Oh, you're on the political right. You'll never learn. Die in a fire, you worthless bastard. Oh, you're on the left. Come on. All right, you did a bad thing, you did a bad thing. All right, get back to it. Get back to it. It's how it works. It's how they act. And it, it's kind of, it's amazing. It is amazing. And and they get away with it. I wonder for how long. I mean, the reckoning is coming. I think this whole Les Moonves story, the guy who heads up CBS, and his wife is Julie Chen. She's on the show The Chew. She hosts Big Brother. She's like, I'm standing by my man. So I don't know what's going to happen from this be another example of, of how this stuff plays out. I think we'll really know when we uh, see if uh, Louis C.K. gets his career back. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.